I know we still got people uh, uh, coming in and, and uh, people with some traveling challenges and everything, but God is good. Yes. Amen. All the time, God is good. Hallelujah. And we're going to get started with tonight's uh, service. I'll hand it over to the worship team, but you know, we uh, here at New Covenant Fellowship, our hearts are knit with a lot of you who are here. You're here as missionaries advancing, advancing the gospel. You know, the Great Commission, that is a priority that Jesus has placed upon us. We should be about going outside of our church walls, outside of our house walls, and going out into the highways and byways and, 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 and letting people know what Jesus did for them. Amen? Hallelujah. And I just honor and commend you all because y'all have answered the call of God. You said, send me, Lord, I will go. And, and, and it is an honor to partner with you guys, to support you, uh, to bless you in any way that we can. Because there are people hearing the gospel around the world because you said yes to the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and it is my prayer and hope and expectation that your yes, your influence will help to ignite that flame in others who have yet to say yes. And so I'm expecting some yeses from this weekend that have not been said to God before. Amen? And so uh, one last thing that I want to say, I have this young man. Hey, compared to Moses and guys like that, he's young. This young man to my right is, is a real a father in the ministry. <laughs> this is a man who has said, he spent a lifetime saying yes to God. And he's also spent a lifetime encouraging others to say yes to God. And I'm, I, uh, like many of you, you can probably relate to this, I, I wouldn't be where I am today if not for him. I'm a better man of God because of him. I'm, a, I'm, I'm pastor of this church <laughs> because of him. <laughs> and I... <laughs> And one thing about Dale, he's not a guy that if you say something that you feel like God puts on your heart, he's not going to laugh at you. He's not going to mock you. He's not going to discourage you. He's going to say, if God is telling you to do it, then do it. Be definite. <laughs> Start taking steps to go do it. He encourages you to go out and do the things of God. And we... we we need people like Dale in our lives because as I was thinking about the title of this uh, conference, Flicker to Flame, I couldn't help but think about Dale who is, he's the reason we're having this. You know, yes, we want to inspire a vision for missions and, and for you to say yes to God, to whatever God has called you to, but it's also about giving honor to whom honor is due. And there's been many, there are many ministries in Mexico and the Czech Republic and in South America, Brazil and Asia. You guys are a flame. You're white hot with the gospel and God is using you. But I think back to when you first heard that call and you had all these things that were on your mind, driving you crazy and, you know, how do you do it? And, and Dale fanned the flame of it. He fanned the flame of it and gave you courage to go, to go forward with God. And so, Dale, I just want to thank you. Thank you for being available to God. Thank you for serving God and thank you for inspiring us and, and giving us a vision that, that God could use us and uh, encouraging us to really uh, fan the flame of the gift of God that was in us and being all that God called us to be. And I want you to look out over this crowd and see your legacy. <laughs> there is a legacy 
out there looking back at you, smiling at you, waving at you. And it's a legacy that includes a multitude of generations. And so, you know, if you want to know when it's time for you to go home to be with the Lord, you want to know the difference that you've made, and uh, just look out and see the difference. And, and what you've done is going to reverberate throughout generations and generations to come. And your faithfulness to God and your obedience to God has made that possible. So we love you. We thank you, and we're going to spend the weekend pressing into God, but you're just going to have to get comfortable with us loving on you and, uh, <laughs> uh, and honoring you uh, because uh, you're, you're worthy of double honor, and we're going to give it to you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm just thinking of uh, something that happened to me. I've shared it with some people, but it happened to me uh, uh, a while back uh, after uh, Teresa died. And uh, uh, I was sitting by myself, and all of a sudden, a picture of her came right real to me, right in front of me. And and I just want to say this. What she said is, it's wonderful here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. so what what we're heading for is one something wonderful <laughs> this isn't this isn't the final place <laughs> we're going to be with the lord forever and i don't know what all that means but it's, it's going to be good okay it's going to be good amen <laughs> praise the lord hey dale dale would you get us Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you've done in our lives collectively and all the things, good things have happened because uh, I know one, uh, one time I was going through a time when I was real discouraged. It seemed like everything was going wrong and uh, every, just uh, trying to overcome some habits and things and and uh, and the Lord gave me the scripture that his uh, his uh, uh, his purpose or his uh, calling on us is new every morning in other words if I messed up the day before it's new <laughs> that really encouraged me <laughs> that it did that God would do that so we thank you today Lord for your word this is a day the Lord's made, and we glad and rejoice in it. And thank you for blessing this time together here these few days and make it very precious to each one of us and accomplish your, uh, another step and toward all of you want to accomplish in each one of these lives. Thank you for each one of them, Father. We praise you tonight for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you, brother. Mexicanos, Mexicans, and Americans. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Can be me? Yes, to no, Yes, his hijos. Oh, come on. All right, so remember how it goes. Cristo, Gloria, la Victoria. But I know we got plenty of Mexicanos in the house. Here we go. Can be me? Yes, to no, Yes, his hijos. Well, um, I just feel like we just need to give another shot of praise. How, how many feel we just let's give another give another shot of praise uh, tonight? Hallelujah! Let's just count to three. Let's give him a shot of praise tonight. Hallelujah! Well, God is good. Amen. Tonight. Oh, okay. Um, children's church can be dismissed at this time. Go ahead. Uh, PK, yeah. 13 and under are dismissed to the class. PK is heading over that direction. Well, I'm going to invite you guys and join me to uh, um, Luke 4, 16 tonight. I was just wanting some more of that, man. 
Luke 4, 16 to 19. If I go off in Spanish, it's just because we're used to always preaching in Spanish, brother. I'm going to invite you to stand with me in the reading of God's Word. You know, I'm a little traditional. I still use a notebook. Amen. <laughs> got to move on. Got to grow, right? All right. So we're in uh, verse 16. I'm actually in the, the New King James. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now I want you to say that over, your, oh, over yourself, amen? Because as, as Dale taught us in this church, amen, everyone is a missionary, amen? So this anointing, this power he shared with one of the, each, each and every one of us, this great commission, great commission we're all a part of. So we're going to say that again, but we're going to say it over ourselves personally, amen? But declare it with, with a power. Declare it with authority, Amen? Because this word is for what's for Jesus, and it's for every one of us. So we're going to say it again, but this time we're going to say it but over ourselves in verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I think we can do better than that. Let's try that again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now I want you, I want you to, to point to your neighbor. You don't have to point it with your finger, but you know what I mean. Amen. And I want you to declare that over your neighbor as well. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he has anointed you, amen, to preach the gospel to the poor. So thank you. You can take your seat if you want. I was at a church um, just this last week that had a sign similar to one we have right here. The exit sign said, the, missionary, the mission field starts here. Amen. Your, your your ministry starts here. Well said, right? Isn't that what New Covenant taught us to do? Huh? To gather, but then to scatter. Amen? The Lord had to allow some persecution to happen for that great commission, but everyone was is, everyone is happy in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, but, but what about that ends of the earth? Well, you know we, what happened. He allowed a bit of that per- persecution for them to scatter, literally. But here we are eight years later, this is beautiful. Amen. Amen. How many this is beautiful? I love how and it starts out in, in the scripture. Normally we just start in, ver, in verse 18, but I just was really, uh, when I, I saw 16, it really stood out to me. He said, he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. For me, it's, a, it's always been one of those um, claim to fame that this guy right here actually was raised in this church. Amen. The homegrown missionary. But it's amazing, guys, that eight years later, here we are. It's amazing that we still have Dale with us. Amen? Amen. That 90, wow, glory to God. How many don't want to make it that far or further, right? Good thing is we all, we all will for forever, right? But, it, you know, it's just amazing how the Lord has brought us back together after these eight years, you know? Even the early church did that, right? They would come together. They would have reports. They would share what's happening on the mission field. At first, they were like, I don't know about this gospel for these Gentiles, but, but then the Holy Spirit begins to convince them that, okay, they received the Holy Spirit just like we did. The gospel is for them too. Hallelujah. But here we are eight years, eight years later but because of a flipper, flicker to flame. You know, every ministry began with a calling, Right? We were talking with CJ and the Dieter Temple, kind of reminiscing the old uh, uh, pl- preliminary New Covenant uh, mess, uh, border trips. Brother Ken, Brother Joe, go way back. Amen. <laughs> and I remember the, the teams would come back, and my older siblings would come back, and the Lord was beginning to flicker flame in me. Amen. I wanted to go on these trips, but I wasn't old enough. <laughs> but that's how, how every one of us began with a calling, right? And then there was the whole preparation part, Lord Dios. Every one of us have a, a, that looks different in each one of our lives. The Lord confirmed us and sent us out. I remember very specifically 10 years ago, huh? 20, Missions Conference 2013, 
Pastor Bill, Sister Tammy, so many of you came forward and lay hand your hands on this servant. But we'd already been going eight years back and forth to that area in Zacatecas, but there came that moment that we were commissioned out. But pastors and the elders laid their hands on us and they sent us out. Glory to Dios. But that flicker of flame is still burning in us eight years later. Amen. I realize it goes back to 2001. Is that correct? The missions conferences? Was the very first one 2001? 2001? Okay, glory Here we are, right? It's still with that, with, that, with that great commission, man. With that consuming fire, right? Burning, right, to, to fulfill that great commission. Get the gospel to every creature, glory to Dios. You know, because there's no omission to the great commission, right, folks? When he says to preach the gospel to every creature, it means everybody. I love how Piki always says, Every village deserves to hear the gospel at least once. Huh? But we know it's not just, it's not just the, um, the Mark 16 part of it, preaching the gospel to every creature. It's also the Matthew 28, 19, right? To make disciples of every nation. In other words, you know, Jesus begins talking in the synagogues, you know, and I think it's interesting how Acts 1, 8, he says, right? he says Jerusalem, then he says in all Judea, and then Samaria, and the ends of the earth, right? He loved Judea, amen? We see here he was, he was preaching it up in all the synagogues. Most everybody was believing in all Galilee, but, you know, Nazareth, of course, his own hometown. Amen? Glory to Dios. He had a love for Judea, his own people. Amen? Well, glory to Dios. But the point is that before he makes his declaration, before he was going out, he was getting prepared. Amen? He just passed the test, those 40 days of temptation. For me, I don't know about you, I have one day of, of, fast, of fasting and prayer right, for this old guy. What are you about? 40, I think 40, uh, 40 days, 40 hours is enough for me. But we know that Dell, I mean, he would go like, what, weeks at a time? <laughs> Gloria a Dios. The point is, he's telling these people in the synagogues, he's preaching in the synagogues, and now he's saying, hey, the lost are out there. You got to go out. And then he compared about the different, how, you know, Elijah, you know, and the different ones went to different, uh, uh, heal other people that were not Gentiles, those lepers and whatnot. They were sent to other people that were not Jewish and they didn't like that so much. Amen. Because again, we get it here in New Covenant that we need to gather. We understand that. But, and I, and those are, those values we're losing today, right, folks? Forsaking the gathering, those, those values, amen? How many agree that it's important to be in church? Amen. <laughs> Physically go to church. Hallelujah. Gloria a Dios. So, you know, NCF taught us well, you know, to, to gather together in one accord, you know. The whole solid biblical doctrine part is important, you know. Baptism, the Holy Spirit is, is important. Freedom and feeling of the Holy Spirit and freedom and worship, all that's important. We all experience that right in this place. Amen? And so Jesus says, hey, that's good stuff. But I want them out there to get that. Right? And that's where you and I, every one of us that are here, came in. Right? So don't forsake the gathering, but don't forget the loss. You know? Uh, when I go back to my house in, in Del Rio, right? my wife always wants me to wash out when I mow the lawn for the pecan trees. And I'm like, when the, when the grass is like knee high, I'm like, how am I going to see those little pecan trees in there? <laughs> you know, but as, as, as we, those who us to go out to places where a lot of times there's opposition, where they're, they're not so excited about to hear the name of Jesus. They're no, not so excited about hearing the gospel. Even if it's for one, it's always worth it, right? So I'm like, I'm like, hey, babe, if you want to find those, go ahead and find them in the yard and then put something there. Then I'll watch out and I won't cut that part. <laughs> and then I find my palm trees and those are my babies. No. Even if it's for one, right, guys? It's worth it, right? Every, every, we have to keep that. The, the point of this message today, huh? remember the charge of our calling, huh? And sometimes it gets frustrating when you don't see, you know, plowing, you're plowing, you're plowing, you're sowing, you're sowing, you're sowing, you're just not seeing a response, bud. But, but we're encouraged, we, can, we need to be encouraged again, bud, that if it's even for one, it's worth it. Hallelujah. Because Jesus would definitely go out for the one. Hallelujah. You know, and when was the last time that you really got broken for the loss, you know? I think um, 
We've all been there. If we've been honest with ourselves as missionaries, that you get to a point where, where you're, hmm, you're just not feeling it, you know? You're not feeling the love that you know you should have for the people, right? I think if we're all honest, we've all came to that point where like, Lord, I'm just not feeling it. And then we're honest with God and we ask him about for his heart again. We ask him to feel uh, his love again for our people. And what happens? He does it. I remember when CJ said the Lord just overwhelmed him with a love for Stillwater. And that's what I, one time I was running, doing my run up in the mountains. And it was just like, that was like the old years. I call those the pioneer years before we moved. And, um, you know, read recently they'd burnt the Bibles in a heap next to the court and that kind of thing. And I was just like, Lord, I was like, I'm just not feeling love with these people. I got to be honest with you. I'm not feeling much of love for these people at all right now. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to be here. <laughs> you know, we need to be honest with God. Amen. And I just came out from that encounter with God, that experience with just this incredible supernatural love that I hadn't felt in so long. Glory to Dios. And I was like, I was ready to go. Let's do this. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's so many out there, you know, so many broken hearts, so many captives, so many spiritual blind. You know, and that's what even uh, Peter and the apostles, you know, to this new crazy convert Paul guy that the first they didn't trust. They're like, just don't forget about the poor. Don't forget about them. And Paul made a point to do that, you know. To never forget about the poor, you know. You know, I think about as far as the the Great Commission, you know, preach the gospel, make disciples, you know. Basically summed up in fish and make fishers of men, right? As we know, there's many fishes of all colors, shapes, and sizes, and people we impact are of every tribe, tongue, and nation. And as far as uh, um, the bodies of water, where you baptize, you know, in Zacatecas, I was talking to, uh, to Sister Tammy. I was like, how far is the beach? I know it's pretty close. In Penasco, when I where I learned Spanish over there, that, that was fun. But they do baptisms right in the ocean. Well, we don't really have, we just have ponds in Zacatecas. And that's if it rains. <laughs> but what we do, we do have, Pastor Pique can tell you that. I was telling Tammy about this, but we have these hot springs everywhere. So when I get these people that are kind of finicky and they're like, oh, the water's going to be too cold or that water's nasty or whatever. Oh, but at least with the hot water, they can't complain that it's the, the water's too cold. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Dios. The point is that the Lord, we are all on the same team. The Lord has sent us all to different sites that are very different. But glory to Dios. But. But all those, those places need the Lord. All those places to meet Jesus. You know, Isaiah calls out to all of us, you know, in, in Isaiah 62. And he says, for Jerusalem's sakes, I will not rest until her righteousness goes out forth as brightness. And her salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness. There's so much work to be done still. Amen. You know, I always announce this, you know, when we started in 2005, Zacatecas was about a 1% gospel. But moving up in the world around 3%, praise the Lord. Now, you know, I, I renamed the black heart the new heart. But that he says, I will not rest. Cause he, why? Because he had a plan, glory to Dios. And that plan was, was through you. Amen. That plan was through me. Hallelujah. Each every, and every one of us. Huh? What are those Gentiles going to see? Those Gentiles in clouded in darkness, a great light. Amen. And that great light, Pika does it better than me, but that great light through you, 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 you. How does it go, Pika? Every single one of us, right? Amen. Hallelujah. For Jerusalem's sake, you know, that makes me think about the new Jerusalem. He wants that place packed out. Amen. Uh, the new Jerusalem is still in construction. Amen? Amen? Just like in heaven, like they said, many, many mansions, uh, not like 144,000 or something like that. Many, many, muchas mansiones, muchas moradas, right? Gloria Dios. I think that's what he wants, you know, when it says, for Jerusalem's sake, he wants that place full. And he wants you and I as sons and daughters of Abraham to get out and tell them, tell them the good news, huh? to keep moving forward about with this great commission. Hallelujah. Gloria Dios. You know, I like how Jude 123, you know, even says it like this, you know. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, you know. Um, if Sometimes if you want to see it that way, you know, I've had to, it seems like just people don't care or, or whatever, but 
Sometimes we just kind of have to change our perspective. We, we see people through, we ask the Lord to see them through his eyes, to have his compassion. But, but Jude gives us a different perspective that says, hey, when they don't care about the compassion, that you prayed for them, maybe they were set free, maybe they were healed, but just care about the fact that maybe you're pulling a few of them out of the fire. Yeah. And that's not talking about the consuming fire, the flicker, the flame fire. Amen. We know it's talking about the hell fire. Amen. So, praise the Lord. Sometimes we just just have to see it that way. That's what we want, you know. We don't want, Jesus doesn't want anybody to perish, you know. He's not willing that any should perish, and none of us want that to happen either, which is exactly what we continue doing, what we do every day. Glory to Dios. God knows where those treasures are, right? right? You know, we have those metal detectors, but, but we have the Holy Spirit that would, get, would take them to them. You know, and I tell this to, to new, I didn't, I was hoping, and I, I see there are some young people here today, you know, that there would be some future missionaries inspired today, but then maybe at the next one, but uh, eight years later, whenever it might be, maybe next year, amen, praise the Lord, Woo! but one of them will be uh, taking my spot right here, amen, glory to Dios, but you know, one thing I, I want to tell all the potential future missionaries, you of course, you're a missionary now, and I want to say this. Share the gospel without fear now. Be in the spirit in all occasions now. I remember very specifically 18 years ago, the very first one I was present at here, huh? 2005. We were at one of the, you know, recess times in Arby's, and I began to share the gospel there. Huh? I don't remember what all occurred, but I shared the gospel in Arby's. Because huh? we should be taking advantage of every opportunity. Because if you don't start evangelizing now and are faithful in your Jerusalem and your Stillwater Rod, I always call Jerez or Jerez Land, right? Because it sounds like Jerez, Jerusalem in Spanish. Amen. <laughs> if you're not faithful in your Stillwater and your Jerez, right, you won't be faithful uh, at the ends of the earth. Go, and don't, don't get me wrong, go on a mission trip. Do what I did, amen. Get inspired by going some foreign mission trip, seeing other people, other needs, other move of God, and let the Lord get you that flicker flame going, amen. Spark that flame. But be faithful now because that can, when you start, you know, rubber hits the road, family's far away, maybe you don't understand the language, other things about the culture, uh, just other setbacks, et cetera, et cetera. You probably won't, we won't last that in the foreign mission field, but because you weren't doing it already in your own mission field. Amen? So I, it's, this message is more of a charge, a recharge for us to get back to the calling, you know? Remind all of us that are already here, and I, I think I entered veter, veteran status now with you guys after 10 years, maybe. <laughs> So it's, a, so it's a charge for all of us that are already doing it, a recharge for us that are already doing it, and charge to you guys that are considering, you know, why not? There can be other missionaries that are live. There's another young lady, I won't mention where she was. she's at, because I don't think it's allowed to mention where she's at from this church right now. Amen? So praise the Lord, I'm not the first one now. But the first or the last, right? The next thing, you know, I wanted to mention is, uh, you know, we're all on, we're on the, the same team here. Again, we already mentioned we're all different different locations. God has strategically placed every one of us where where He has placed us for the kingdom. Amen. Given us His calling and just a special love, out of connection in those places the Lord has called us. Glory to Dios, man. We're all on the same team, the same Jesus team. The disciples after that last persecution, most of them probably never saw each other again. You know, that was probably the last time, but. That a lot of them ever see, saw each other ever again. But praise the Lord, here we are eight years together. You know, eight years later, we're here again. That's a, that's a hallelujah in itself. Amen? All the cartel stuff and all that, we're here. I think the Lord still has plans for us. But it's, you know, the Lord's never going to send us, call us, and leave us alone. We all know he's never going to leave us or forsake us, but, but he gives going to each, each and every one of us a team. Huh? Hallelujah. We know we have the angels, we have the Holy Spirit, we all have all that good stuff. You know, I'm blessed. My family's with here me today. Amen. My, my wife, my kids, have grown up on the mission field. The Kito's family, the same with their ch- children. The Woods, I mean, they have 48 plus with them. <laughs> you know, it's just beautiful to see what the Lord's done over the years, you know. You know, at first, you know, my kids going with me and singing silly songs with the kids, you know, but, and having fun going crazy. But. 
But now, not just them helping, but them leading those songs. And then them teaching other children, other niños, to learn instruments. Hallelujah. Because that's what the beauty, the beauty of, you know, we're, as when God calls us, you know, he's going to call, obviously, your spouse. Amen. It's one calling. Huh? And your family's going to be right there with you. Huh? Hallelujah. We're blessed with that. Other, other boots on the ground, of course, church members, volunteers, staff. And the reality check is this, bud. A lot of people, you know, have good intentions, but some people come, some go. Some are actually on temporal assignments, and we have to understand that, you know. You pour out your hearts to people, and then sometimes they just disappear, or they abandon you, or they betray you. But it happens, Right? But, you know, that just doesn't just happen to us on the foreign mission field. We know that happens in American churches as well. Amen. I never knew how CJ did it. I mean, there would be kids with the youth group. We're all excited, on fire, and then the next week they didn't want to come. And I, I, I would remember, I wonder how he manages this. How do you manage that? You put out your heart to these people. Huh? They were just excited as I was. but I don't know what happened uh, between now and then. You know, what do you do with that? Well, <laughs> you love, but then you also just have to let the Holy Spirit, you know, help you let people go as well. Amen. But the Lord will never leave us. You know, one goes, the Lord, the Lord brings somebody, uh, somebody around the corner you never thought you would show up. <laughs> well, the point is that he'll always keep a team with you wherever you go. Gloria Dios. He'll never leave us. Gloria Dios. You know, most of our team is our youth. Those who have been down have seen that. but They pretty much do everything. Huh? I kind of have to beg and plead the adults to do anything. And I say that in all due respect. But those, those youth are my kids. I mean, we, they grew up in our kids. Some of them grew up, came to Christ, came, got saved in our ministry, you know, the kids club ministries. And there they are serving today, you know. So praise the Lord. Huh? What do you do? You know, you just, you keep moving on, keep moving forward. And we all know that, you know, if you put your faith in, in man, well, man will let you down. But God... God will never let us down. Amen? Same as uh, financial partners, you know. Sometimes the Lord has uh, financial churches or individuals that partner with, with you a certain time. But sometimes that's a temporal assignment for them as well. And they need to be led by the Spirit with what the Lord has them do. Amen? Praise the Lord. But we go back to the same thing. If we put our faith in, in the churches uh, or the individuals, well, we're going to be, we're just opening ourselves up to disappointment. We go back to our God who has called us, but he will provide for us. He, he has promised to provide all our needs according to his riches and glory. But the point is that there's, there's, there are people that are praying for us. There are people that are not just, some people don't go. Some people are senders, amen? And, you know, I, one thing we always try to do is we try to take time to, to pray for those individuals, you know? It's just an exciting thing to know. These people are praying for us, you know? So my family, I will get together, and I'm sure many of you as uh, missionaries do the same thing, right? And you take time just to pray and prophesy over those churches and those individuals specifically, amen? Even the ones that don't support you anymore, Amen? Hey, they were part of your team for a, for a while. Praise the Lord. Their seed was sown in good soil. Was it or was it not? So we're thankful for those people. Hallelujah. Whether they can visit us or not. I mean, Mexico, we're a little more fortunate than the brother province, Czechoslovakia and some of them. Uh, that probably more difficult. Hallelujah. Man. We're very blessed in that aspect. Hallelujah. Gloria Dios. But our God who has called us will continue to provide for us as he always has. And I share this as just a part of a personal testimony with this um, to, again, any future missionaries. You know, when God calls you to go, gives the green light, it'll be time. I remember I was chomping at the bits. I thought it was 2012. I thought that was it. <laughs> I thought that was it. And this is the time to go full time. And, and just other people were starting to say, nope, nope, we don't think it's time. We think another year. And I was like, ah, but, you know, these people, they need a shepherd. You know, these people need their, a pastor to... It's time now. And it was kind of, at first it was disappointing, but then the Holy Spirit, you know, began to confirm me that, yeah, listen to these words of wisdom. Huh? You need to wait another year. You know, I can't, I can't tell you all the things that happened bad that year just because I waited on the Lord and I was obedient. And I just share this to future missionaries. When you launch out in full time, hallelujah, the Lord will confirm. And with, through those wisdom of multitude of the counselors when it is his time. 
It was the best year I had as a teacher. I was able to pay off my final um, uh, car loan, <laughs> final school loan. But it's good to go debt-free to, to the mission field. Amen. That's not a bad thing. The Lord, you know, when he, he will confirm it, when it's his timing, it's always going to be the perfect timing. You know, I mean, I was blessed all these years. You know, I could know, even on the mission field, I, I could know I'd be receiving a paycheck because I had my summer paycheck as a teacher. But hello, when you leap out in full tape, um, that last, last August, that will be the last one. <laughs> September, there ain't going to be no paycheck, people. Uh, so I have, to, I have to admit, there was some comfort in that, knowing that I'll, I'll have a constant, constant paycheck, and I can always go back to my job in Dorio, Texas, right? Nope. And you got you to sacrifice something. Yeah. You got to show some kind of faith that, and that leap of faith when it's time to go. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Dios. And even in that, you know, I, we had a proposed budget. It was like maybe a third of what we really really needed, if you want to call it, a proposed budget that we prayed over and, you know, you itemize and specify and put it before the Lord. But the Lord knows exactly what we need, right? I mean, I call it that, but, you know, again, it wasn't, it's not called a leap of faith for nothing. That's exactly what it is. When the Lord tells you to go, he's also going to test your faith with that. Hallelujah. Um, the last, the last point in this charge and recharge, uh, uh, great commission uh, message is: don't let anything distract you or detain you from the calling. You know, and going back to the same thing, you know, the, a little about our first years in the opposition. You know, those Bibles being burnt. I think Jesse was there, maybe for that. An old, old assistant I've got in the back there. Man, he was there when we the cartel shot at us. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> We could allow we could allow those things. Even Conrad and I were talking right now, talking about some more fresh, recent stories. We could let that stuff detain us or not, or we can just be reminded that we're in a spiritual battle. We can't let that the enemy. We know it's it's the enemy. He's not happy about what's going on. People getting saved. I mean, the work of the Lord progressing. Yeah. You know, getting shot out the, twice by the cartel. A neighbor we have who hates the church and is always complaining. Recently broke a light bulb you do but but you just recognize that you're in a spiritual battle and you get back to prayer and and you try to be wise and try to find a good solution and (laughs) all those good things amen but we're just reminded you know if you want to be some reminders just about apostle paul himself just check out second corinthians 11 you'll have an idea about of all the whipping and all the lashing and all the shipwrecking and (laughs) all the the fun times he had in missions (laughs) setbacks. Our own church construction was supposed to be done in December, just so you have an idea. Um, they, were, they weren't even digging for the, 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 the sewage, remember PK? Until the week of the actual dedication, right? when it was supposed to be done in December. This is March 1st. Welcome to Mexico! <laughs> you know, just a lot of red tape in Mexico and, and Mexican time. We all know what that means. Our own associational paperwork things to be taken forever about. Bad reports from the mission field. I don't know about the other veteran missionaries here, but for the longest time, it frustrated me when I'd get the phone calls and pastor that people don't want to do don't want to do this and don't want to that because you you know you know how they act when you're not here. At, at the beginning, that kind of stuff really frustrated me, and I and I would try to be on it, and I'd be stressed about it. And but I had to come up and speak at the churches. I had to come up and get some R and R for the family. But that's important stuff also for the missionaries. Amen. I had to learn to have peace myself. Amen. And and just trust in the Lord that I did what I had what I could do. As I always tell my make my kids repeat to me every single day before they go to school. You do your best. I bet you know. You do your best, God will do the rest. Amen. We did our part to train, to disciple, God, to delegate, God, to leave everything in place the best we could, God. but there's always going to be problemas on the mission field. And when, when and a lot of our cultures, you know, are all about the man, you know, and sometimes, I, well, I've noticed in our culture, at least, they're just unteachable in this area as far as getting the focus on the individual human, but, and on the, on the man it should be on. Amen. Oh, well, you know how they act, Pastor, and you're not here, right? They don't come when you're not here, or they don't. At first, that stuff kind of displeased me. Like I said, it was frustrating me, and, and I just kind of got used to it, to be honest. 
I just kind of got used to it. And I'm not saying those are good things. I'm just saying the reality is that we could allow uh, those, those things to frustrate us. But, or we're going to say, okay, I got to keep going forward. But, and I'm not going to stop doing these other things like visiting the churches or go and get some R&R with the family. But, just because of these uh, negative comments from immature people. Because we have discernment, right, people? And I don't know how many of the, the veteran missionaries here right, have heard over the years about those uh, opposing Christian, uh, Christian voices come back for the mission field. When are you coming back? How many years are you going to be there? Curiously enough, two individuals that kept telling us over and over, and gente mexicana que vive en los Estados Unidos, but, Mexican people that live in the state. <laughs> Bill's going to be my translator here. <laughs> I don't know about how many of the other veteran missionaries heard these words, but isn't it too dangerous there? No. People, people from the you know Hispanic people in in the states, and sadly, but I have to say this: certain individuals actually died of tragic accidents, random you know car accidents, kind of. Um, um, very tragic um, events, you know. These same kind of individuals that are trying to tell us, "Hey, it's dangerous there, and and you should move. when are you coming back there?" And and you know, the Lord helps us. We know when to discern when the, when they're speaking words of wisdom from the Lord or not, or the wisdom, words of their own fears. That's what we do with it. You know, you, you just you always tell those people, hey, how, I'm here for, you know, however long the Lord wants me to be here. You know, that's all you can do. The truth, speak the truth and the truth sets us free, you know, and, and leave it clear with all these people. And be, hey, you know, I love you because most of these people, they mean well. When these people give you those kind of voices, it's because they actually do care about you. So you don't take it offensively, but you also understand they're not speaking spiritually, they're speaking carnally. And that's it. That's all you can do with that. Amen. Glory to Dios. Well, you know, what about the even positive things that happen that, um, you know, could detain us from the mission itself, you know? I've, I've thought about, I've thought of that many times myself, especially when we raised up the church. Mentors in my life said, really, Ben, I really think you're supposed to start a church in Jerez. And I was a type of missionary. I don't really like the idea of gringos going and starting, reinventing the wheel, as Pico would say, when the wheel's already rolling. If there's already good Christian churches in the area, let's network and part with those people of the kingdom. It's not my kingdom. It's his kingdom we come to advance. So I resisted that for a long time as far as starting a church in Hades. <laughs> but mentors in my life, you know, Ben, I really think you need to start a church. And the Holy Spirit, he got me on this one. He said, son, you'll never be able to start a team until you turn a church in Hades. Okay. I mean, I know I got my team, the Elliott team, but... My kids are going to grow up one day. Shalom's going to OSU next month. Woo. You know, but I, I, and, and my wife reminds me of this as one. And don't ever let anything detain you from going forward with the Great Commission. Because my idea was, okay, I'm an evangelist here, and I want to make sure that every village, the last little town of this state, hears the gospel at least once. That was my idea, right? But God had other plans, and he still has those plans, right? In mind, here I am thinking, okay, if I have the church, that's going to detain me from fulfilling the great compassion part of preaching the gospel to every creature because obviously I'm going to have to take care of the church. But God, a lot of times we have all these preconceived ideas, right? And he has a better plan. And he says, hey, you want to love the people. And he got me with, hey, do you ever want to have a team? You're going to have to start a church. Okay, that was it. But do you love these people or not? Yes. But well, there you go. That's all you need. So we, I know that's what we do. That's what we do on the mission field. We don't like anything to detain us from fulfilling that part of the Great Commission, but whether it's the preaching the gospel of a creature or, the, or making disciples of all nations part, you know, because that's what, that's what we do. We keep going. And in, in my case, you know, um, there always seems to be time on the schedule because you get kicked out of so many places that, okay, but shake off the dust of your feet. Now you can go to another one. So you're never like, because, you know, I always want to follow up, always. I know you guys see a lot of our pictures and see what we do. Right? We always want to keep going back. Even if it's for one, we'll go back and water that seed. We'll make disciples of that one person. But, but when you get kicked out, you get kicked out, and you just know you're kicked out. 
And then that's an opportunity to go to another place. And that's exactly what we do on the mission field. Amen? Don't let, don't let other things like personal hardships start you either, you know. Um, recently, my mother-in-law went to be the Lord just this, this Monday, you know, and all these years that was as a struggle for her health and everything, you know, and, but what would she want? You know, my father-in-law, he, he said, hey, I'm getting on the bus. I'm going to see you guys on Zacatecas next week. All right. Well, praise the Lord. He said it. I mean, <laughs> all right, puppy. <laughs> what would Mama Linda want us to do, you know? To mourn appropriately, of course, you know, but to continue going forward. Right? You know, sometimes it's not easy for us as missionaries on the, on the foreign land because we're far away from family members. But that's one of the things we were willing to give up, you know. We were willing to let to do that, you know, because God has called us to to go and go there for right? including leaving family members. That's part of it, right? It's part of the package, right? Leaving everything to follow Christ. But the Lord, you know, we should never feel bad about wanting to also love on our family when, as, as appropriately and do what we need to do. We should never have to feel bad or beat ourselves up because we need to go back and visit a certain family member that needs, that needs encouragement, that's struggling with health or whatever situation is. When the Holy Spirit puts in our heart to do so, it's just it's stuff we need to do, you know? And I think that's uh, us, us mission, veteran missionaries, sometimes we, 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 we get concerned. Oh, okay, what are they going to think that I've got to go back? I have to go back and take care of my family member. They're not going to think anything, you know. I've realized that God's people are so gracious. They understand, hey, I'm glad I got my mama right here. I'm glad I got my hermano right here. Right? I know you, your, your family member is really far away. Right? So you need to do what you need to do. In the Holy Spirit, our good, good father, man. He never makes us feel bad about those things. Amen. And what the point is, those this kind of this kind of stuff can't stop us from the focus of our calling of the Great Commission. No, when when we have to do it, we need to do it. That's it. And soon we'll get back to right where we where we need to be at. You know, um, recently um, one of my assistants in the in the mountains um, he passed away from COVID. You know. And so all these, all this time, you know, he, no one's a prophet in their own town, and, and he didn't really want to step it up to lead services on his own. But, and when, oh, when you come, pastor, when you come, pastor, we'll do service. Like, but that's every other weekend. <laughs> You're here always. You can lead a service every Saturday. But. So you, ta- you teach and train him. Well, he finally got over it, but then just two months, and the Lord takes him. It's like, ah, what do we do, guys? What do we do when those things happen? Well, we just get right back at it, right? and just believe God to raise up somebody else, man. Yeah, we can, we can, we can allow those things to really affect us, right? and uh, if we want to, right? or we can say, okay, Lord, right? um, praise the Lord for the time we were able to work with so and so, but and um, I was looking forward to what everything I thought was going to happen. <laughs> but the point is, He'll always raise up somebody else, right? He'll always help us out with even with those things. Hallelujah. So, you know, I've learned uh, I've learned a lot over these last what eighteen years, <laughs> as far as all these kind of issues. But anyway, this is kind of a shorter message tonight, Pastor. Is that all right? But I'm going to go ahead and finish up tonight, um, and enjoy and just invite you guys to stand with me tonight. Mainly the, the point of this message tonight is just remember the charge of your calling. Huh? Remember uh, that God has called us to the places he's called us. Maybe some of you need a fresh love for your people, your target group that you work with. Maybe some of the, our veteran missionaries just need some fresh encouragement, some prayer tonight. The Holy Spirit is here to do that, to help you. Hallelujah. Maybe there are some young people that are hearing this message tonight or feeling called to the mission field. The same power, the same anointing is for you. God has a people group for you to reach. <laughs> God has a special place for you to go to. Hallelujah. And he'll give you all the tools you need. Hallelujah. Glory to Dios. 
May the Lord's inspiring, getting somebody fired up to, to surrender to a life of missions. Hallelujah. You can start that now, of course. You don't have to wait to go on a mission trip. Start in Jerusalem now. Start in your Judea, all your Judea, just like Jesus did now. Hallelujah. It all starts with the calling and just a willing, a willing heart. And you just say, here am I. Send me. Use me, Lord. The altar's going to be open. Anybody wants to receive prayer tonight? If you just need a fresh vision from the Lord, just fresh encouragement from the Lord to keep plowing forward, get moving forward with the Lord, what the Lord's called you into. This could be for the veteran missionaries. This could be for the, the Stillwater missionaries. It could be the U.S. missionaries. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Dios. If God's called you to it, he's using you to impact people. Be encouraged to go forward. Be encouraged to continue doing what God's calling you to do because you are impacting people. Let the Holy Spirit tonight remind you that you are impacting people with whatever ministry you're doing. Hallelujah. Because it's all about that. Preaching the gospel to every creature and making disciples. Not everyone's going to want to be disciples, but you can at least preach the gospel to every creature. Whether they receive it or not. The Lord, may the Lord continue to use you to impact the people He's put, the people He's placed you with. He's given you a special anointing, special special giftings to do to do the work that you do. No one else can do it but you, because it's unique to you. Hallelujah, glory to Dios. That's what this missions conference is all about. God. <laughs> it's about us continuing to as the Jesus team. <laughs> to impact this world, this these good news. This good news for all those poor in spirit, all those willing, all those broken heart, all those hurting out there. Jesus said, I'm glad you guys here in the synagogue are good to go, but out there, there's people that are lost. Sometimes we forget that, and we, we forget that there's an eternity. There's an eternity waiting of heaven or hell. Sometimes we forget we forget that part of it. May the Lord just consume us again. 2023, eight years later. Eight years later, the Lord just made the Lord just consume us again with a, a brokenness for the lost. When is the last time you got broken for the lost? Oh, Father. If you just need encouragement and prayer for any needs tonight, He is here. He is here tonight. Hallelujah. He wants to meet with you. He wants to bless you. He wants to, hallelujah. He wants to minister to you, to do a miracle in your life tonight. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Father. Yes, yes, yes. Just say yes, like Cornell's with, uh, speaking about, uh, about Dell. Just say yes. Just say yes tonight to whatever he's calling you to do. Hallelujah. Wherever he's calling you to go. Hallelujah. Gloria a Dios. Just say yes. And he'll lead you step by step every every step of the way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, you, you, even, you even tell us, Father, to com- compel them to come in, Lord Jesus. It has to be your Holy Spirit. Not my my, my, my spirit, but, the, but, but by the Spirit of the Lord, Father. Not, it's not us, Father God, but you do teach us to compel them to come in, Father God. Oh, because, Father God, you don't want any to perish, Father God. But all come to faith, Father God. All come to everlasting life, Lord Jesus. You want, Father God, the new Jerusalem, Father God, to be huge, Father. To be filled. Hallelujah, Father. Let us not forget, Father God, why you've called us to do what you've called us to do. Father, that there's lost out there that need Jesus, Father. That people need the Lord, Father. Don't let us get a hold, Father God, of what this is all about, what this missions conference is about, Father, what the Great Commission is all about, Father. God, you taught us to go out, Father God, to all those brokenhearted, Father, all those captives, set those captives free, Father God, those spiritually blind, Father God, so they can see that great light. That's you, Jesus. You are that light, Father. Shine through every one of us, Father. 
impact, Father God, our nations, Father God, that we work in, Father God, this nation, Father God, this Stillwater Jerusalem, Father God, impact, Father God, for the kingdom of God through us, Father God. Shine your light, Father, in such a way through us, Father God. We choose to turn on that light, Father. <laughs> we, choose, we choose to turn on that light and impact our people in such a way that they may glorify our Father in heaven, Father, seeing those good works, Father God, all for your glory, Father, in Jesus' name, Father. God, Father God, just re keep that flicker to flame, Father. Keep us burning, Father God. Keep us burning with passion, Father, for the lost, Father God. There's still so many souls out there. There's still so many people out there that need you, Father God. Father, Isaiah said, I shall not rest, Father God, <laughs> until that happens, until the Gentiles Let's see that light, Father God. And you sent Jesus, that Messiah, that prophetic promise, that Messiah. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, and now you send us, Father God. Sometimes we get tired as missionaries. Yes. We get tired, Father God, but you restore us again. We go and we spend time in your presence, Lord God, and you refresh us again. You rejuvenate us again. You give us strength again. You give us fresh vision again. You give us power again, Father. Because you'll not rest until you see that that great commission happen. Whether, Lord God, theologically it's been <laughs> fulfilled or not, prophetically fulfilled or not, before your second coming, Father God, that's only for you to determine. For us, it's to continue sharing the gospel without fear, with boldness. Tell them how much you love them, Lord God. Tell them, Father God, that there's a heaven, there's also a hell, Father God, that they need to repent from. The judgment is coming. That your return is intimate, Father, in Jesus' name, Father God. Lord God, the time is intimate. The time for us, Father God, as your people, God, is not to um, lower our guard, Father God, or to get lazy. No, Lord Jesus, it's time for us to continue with this mission. And not just us, Father God, but to train and, and make disciples of others for them to go out, Father God. So we just, we take this, this word and we run with it, Father. We will continue running it, Father God, and we'll regather here every time you allow us, Father God. God, they scattered, probably not to see you again, those apostles, Father God, but here we are. Thanks to airplanes and <laughs> modern cars and technology, Father God, we are here once again sharing with one another, encouraging one another, inspiring one another to continue going out, Father God, and sharing this gospel to every creature, Father Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, Father God. We choose to continue going forward. We choose to say yes, Father God, to your mission, Father, your great commission. In Jesus' name and all God's people said. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Hallelujah. You. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ben. Um, I don't want to... Uh, get out of my lane and overstep what God has already done. So um, I won't uh, keep you uh, much longer. Um, but Ben, I thank you for sharing what God put on your heart, brother. You know, it is, that is such a um, important and needful admonition. Don't forget the charge of your calling. You know, Many people make the mistake of thinking that those of us who are full-time ministry or in certain roles, pastors and, and, and uh, full-time uh, missionaries and so forth, that there are certain callings that are for us. But the thing that you got to realize is that the work of the ministry is for all of us. The Great Commission is for all of us. And... People like me, we bear responsibility before God. Uh, we're accountable to him to, um, to preach the truth of the gospel, to disciple you, to feed you that which will help you and enable you to grow into maturity. But all of that is for you to go out and advance the gospel. And as much as we, it is an honor to want to feed you, um, to want to bless you and minister to you, you've got to want it better for yourself than I want it for you, <laughs> right? And so it's, it's for you to want to say yes. 
It's for you to remember the call, the, the charge of your calling. It's for you to want to be used by God and, 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 and want to honor your responsibility to advance the gospel, be a part of the Great Commission and discipling others. And so my desire for, uh, for us all is not only for those of us who've been at this a while to, to continue to fan that flame, Paul's call to Timothy was to remember to fan into flame. That's not a one-time event. Continual, continually be fanning the flame. You know, a flame that has no oxygen eventually goes out. <laughs> right? It eventually goes out. But as long as it keeps getting oxygen, keeps getting fanned, the flame can continue to burn. And so it is your responsibility to keep your fire burning. You hearing me? Fanning the flame. And what did he say after that? You know, he then goes on to say, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Ben just listed a whole lot of distractions, a whole lot of things that can put you in fear, a whole lot of things that can discourage you. But he says, no, 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 God didn't give you a spirit of intimidation. He didn't give you a spirit of fear, but he gave you one of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so there is nothing you can't do that God has called you to. And so if God is calling, say yes. Don't try to figure it out. Your head will explode. Just say yes to God and God will lead you into the thing that he's called you to. And despite all the resources you can think of that you don't have, that you need, don't put your eyes on the resources. Focus your eyes on the source. Because every resource that you need will be provided from you, to you, from the source. Trust and obey, and God will never leave you, never forsake you, never let you down. Hallelujah. Remember the charge of your calling. Thank you, Ben. Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. I'm just going to close this out in prayer and then I want you guys to join me in it and we'll call it a night. Dear Heavenly Father, it is in the name of Jesus that we humble ourselves before you tonight and we say thank you. Thank you. First of all, thank you, first of all, that you loved us. And you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. That while we were sinners, Christ died for us, the ungodly. And Father, we have tasted and we have seen how good you are. And how dare we let a little fear and a little and a, and a little intimidation and a little worry and a little anxiety prevent us from spreading the good news about what we have tasted. And I pray, God, that you would convict us. Not allow us to take for granted this greater salvation that we have been granted. And to not take for granted the responsibility, the responsibility that we have to do our part to advance this gospel, this good news, this wonderful good news about what the only begotten Son of God did for us to every corner of this globe. That's our mission. That's our calling. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us so much. You laid down your life and became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in you. You are a wonderful God. You are beyond compare. You are beyond measure. And if we must endure a little shame in in, in the advancement of the gospel, then so be it. Let us wear it like a badge of honor. 
Because our Savior loved us so much that he endured the shame of being stripped naked, hung on a cross, mocked, beaten, and scorned, and died a degrading death. But the Bible says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured it, despising the shame. So, Lord, it is our honor to endure what we have to, to exalt the name of Jesus. So give us a flicker. Where there's no flicker, give us one. And where there's a flicker, may it be fanned into flame. A flame that will burn and overcome darkness. And bring those dwelling in darkness out of darkness into your marvelous light. We thank you for what you've already done and what you shall continue to do. To you we give glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good.